Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. Eve Vanderbilt here with the PBL Podcast Politics and Brown Liquor. Got my trusted canine co-host Woody with me. Woody, how you doing? Just a good-looking dog. All right, let's get right to it. The debate last night uh, was, in my opinion, arguably one of the best debates in recent memory. Uh, I'll put it right out there. What I feel happened, I feel that, uh, or I believe, I don't feel, I believe, in my opinion, Donald Trump wiped the floor with Joe Biden last night. Donald Trump was measured. He was spot on. He kept Biden on the defense almost the entire evening, and he didn't miss opportunities when opportunities came up. Biden, on the other hand, looked tired. Uh, He was not sharp, and I'm going to play some clips and audio and video, and you're going to see that where he had, in some cases, a deer in the headlights. We're going to talk about the debate. We're going to talk about the Tony Babalucci uh, statement he gave to the press yesterday right before the debate, too. Just another master troll play by this president. Just absolutely. The media is getting to the point where they're not going to be able to ignore the Hunter Biden story. And Trump, again, Jedi master that he is, was able to bring up the Hunter Biden story in the debate without, it be, without the moderator asking the questions about it. Trump is the one who got Biden to bring it up. And you'll see that in some of the clips and the audio that I'm going to play as well. Then we'll talk about the media. How did they react to this? (laughs) Well, you know how the media react to this, but we'll get into that on the show today. So let's get into the debate. First things first, there was an exchange that happened at the debate. When I saw this exchange, I knew, I knew it was going to blow up the next morning. So let me play this for you. I never said I oppose fracking. You said it on tape. I did show the tape. Put it on your website. I'll put it on. on. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. What about, say, stopping fracking and stopping pipeline infrastructure? No new fracking. You got to transition away from it. You're going to ban fracking all across America right now, right? I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to, too. I'd love to make sure we don't use any oil or gas, period. Look in my eyes. I guarantee, I guarantee we're going to end fossil fuel. We're not going to get rid of fossil fuels. And you just knew that was going to come out. If you, if, I mean, this video has been out there for a long time. And here, here's what was so awesome about this. And I, I, I'm just like, I'm amazed that Biden is still trying to say he, he never said he was against fracking. That came up before, and he still denies it when there's video. He has got to have seen this video. Is Joe Biden so far gone mentally that he, he, he can't remember what he said? And if they show him the video, he, or is he completely blocking reality by not looking at this? Not, not, his people did not serve him well if he was unaware of that video being out. I knew when that exchange happened that, boom, that video would come out. Now, the debate started at 9 p.m. It ended around 10.30. At 10.32, PM, Trump tweeted that out, said, here you go, Joe. Man, that, that's one of the most uh, egregious lies 
that Joe Biden did on stage last night that he was called out for by Trump. That was like the most egregious one. And it it blew up mass. And I said, the look on Trump's face when Joe Biden said that, I was just like, I can't believe this guy is saying it. Trump's like, okay, I'll put it out. <laughs> Literally right after the debate, probably when he was getting in the motor car, probably right when he sat down, could be while he was walking to it. Literally right then and there, he tweeted that out. Absolutely masterful. But that wasn't the only moment in the debate where I thought Joe Biden just just lost it. There, there are a couple of clips that I'm going to play where I think these are the moments where Biden either lost the election or showed you, me, the rest of the world, his cognitive decline because he is not sharp. Trump is sharp. Listen to this exchange. Abraham Lincoln here is one of the most racist presidents we've had in modern history. He pours fuel on every single racist fire. Every single one started off his campaign coming down the escalator saying he's going to get rid of those Mexican rapists. He's banned Muslims because they're Muslims. He has moved around and made everything worse across the board. He says to the, about the poor boys. Last time we were on stage here, he said, I told him to stand down and stand ready. Come on. This guy has a dog whistle about as big as a foghorn. President Trump, I'm going to give you 10 seconds to respond, and then I have a follow-up. You know, he made a reference to Abraham Lincoln. Where did that come in? I mean, you said you're Abraham that, Lincoln. No, no, where did that? No, no. You said, I said not since Abraham Lincoln has anybody right. done what I've done for the black community. And I'm saying, I didn't say I'm Abraham Lincoln. I said not since Abraham Lincoln has anybody done what I've done for the black community. <laughs> So we got a couple of things in that one that are just amazing. One, did you look at the, did you see the face, did, Biden's face? You got to go watch the video. If you're listening to this on the audio, you got to pull up the video on that one. It's on my Twitter feed, by the way, at the pblpodcast.com. Or, or, I'm sorry, just at the PBL podcast. The, the look on Biden's face when Trump said, uh, I, I didn't say I'm Abraham Lincoln. I said, I'm, I'm not since. His, he was like totally flabbergasted. This is, this is proof right here of how dull Biden is. He's not sharp. This man does not have it all together. Then, you know, he made the comment that, about the Mexican rapists. You know, if you took that out of context, you would think that Biden wants to keep Mexican rapists in our country. And then he totally messes up with the name poor, the um, Proud Boys. He says poor boys. And again, completely out of context. He thought he had a good point and it blew up in his face. And I love the look on Trump's face. Now, another thing about that exchange that exchange is why Trump needed to just not speak and let Biden talk. If Trump would have did that last debate, at the last debate, we would be at this moment right now back then, meaning we would have seen Biden slip up. But Trump interrupted and interrupted and interrupted. So last night was absolute proof that if Trump would have not interrupted the last debate, because what Trump said last time was good. I mean, if you go back and listen to the, or read the text, what he said was spot on. But by interrupting Biden, he didn't allow everyone to see how Biden's just not that sharp. He's just not. Whereas Trump, he doesn't miss a beat. Trump catches it. I mean, Trump is pretty sharp when he sees that moment opportunity. Now, uh, he was measured and reserved, and it served him well, especially in that clip. Biden, he looked like a fool in that clip. But um, there's another one, another clip that I'm going to play for you here. 
And again, this one, if you're listening to the audio, at the very end of this, Biden does something that I think cost him dearly. The clip itself, the whole thing, I mean, there's so much to unpack in that clip that cost him dearly. But the, main, the three clips that I'm playing for you now are the reason why he lost the debate. And, and it may be, it may be the reason why he loses this election. Again, uh, if you listen to this audio, you're not going to catch what happened at the end. I'll explain it after, uh, after we view the clip. I just asked ask one question. Why didn't you do it in the eight years, a short time ago? Why didn't you do it? You just said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. You put tens because of thousands of mostly black young men in prison. Now you're saying you're going to get, you're going to undo that. Why didn't you get it done? You had eight years with Obama. You because, know why, Joe? Because you're all talk and no action. All right, Vice President because Biden, and then we're going to move on to the next section. We had a Republican Congress. That's the answer. Well, you got okay. to talk, talk them into it, Joe. Sometimes all right. you got to talk them into it. We're going to move on to our next you know, section. Like I did with criminal justice change. reform. Okay. I had to talk Democrats into it. Gentlemen, you we're, did we're, we're, we're running out of done. time, so we got to get on to okay. climate change, please. You both have very different... You got to talk them into it, Joe. You got to talk them into it, like I did with criminal justice reform. The topic they were talking about was Biden is in his inaction to do any criminal justice reform and you saw in that clip or and you heard in that clip as well that the silence that's because biden was caught flat-footed flat-footed now there's another thing there's a couple of things in that clip that happened uh trump's theme was why didn't you do it in eight years that that was throughout the whole debate and he hammered it hard in this particular exchange really drove it home and Biden's pause because you know he just totally got flat-footed in that pause and you looked at both men's faces Trump looked at him like I got it I got him and Biden looked at him like he got me Biden's look in this one it look on his face was just like sheer panic you could tell that he didn't really know where to go what to do because he's not sharp this is another example of not being sharp but I love it when Trump goes you got to talk him into it Joe you got to talk them into it, like I did with criminal justice reform. And then, you know, Biden's excuse that we didn't have the Congress. They did have the Congress, actually. There were two years they had the Congress. There were, they, and like Trump said, you got to talk them into it. So, so if Trump could get it done, and he's like the most hated politician by the left, you got to talk him into it, Joe. Just that clip right there, it's just that was when I, I'm watching this going, holy crap. Biden just lost the election. That was the clip for me, at least. There were so many clips, but that's the one where I thought Biden really lost the election. And then at the end of it, now uh, uh, one other point too, before I move on and tell you about what happened at the end of it is the moderator, she was, when they, they panned to her to try to move it on, you could tell the look on her face was like, whoa, he just got him. He just got him big. But, you know, <clears throat> the left's not gonna believe it. Now, the one thing that happened that was pivotal at the end of that that clip and uh, if you hadn't, if you didn't catch it go watch it again because it happens just in a short time when the moderator says we got to move on biden looks at his watch now that's starting to spread out all over the internet too because back in the 92 debate or with between george herbert walker bush and bill clinton uh bush looked at his watch it's one of those key moments in a debate 
that turns the tide. And I've said this before, there are every election cycle, there's a key moment where the candidate loses. And I think with Biden, there's been like, oh my gosh, dozens of them. But with Bush, I remember watching that debate, thinking to myself, right when he looked at his watch, that he lost the debate. Now, it was a little more um, subtle with Biden last night because the camera cut away from him real quick, but he looked at his watch. Biden lost the election at this debate last night, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not just saying that because it's wishful thinking. I believe in my, uh, in my core, in my bones, that Biden lost the election last night with debate, that debate. Trump wiped the floor with him, just wiped the floor with him. He got him on fracking. The whole Abraham Lincoln thing is just bizarre, but it showed that Biden is not sharp. He's not sharp. And then he brings up um, an exchange about Hitler. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it made no sense during the presidential debate on Thursday. This is from Trendy Politics. Former Vice President Joe bizarrely brought up Nazi leader Hitler uh, while talking about North Korean dictator. So, okay, you know, I got to give him a chance to respond to that before we move do on. It. You and know it's I... okay. You know what? North Korea, we're not in a war. We have a good relationship. You know, people don't understand. Having a good relationship Trump, with leaders of other countries is a good thing. We have a lot of questions to get yes, to. Not Your response. We had a good relationship with Hitler before he, in fact, invaded Europe, the rest of Europe. Come on. The reason he would not meet with President Obama is because President Obama said, we're going to talk about denuclearization. We're not going to legitimize you, and we're going to continue. Um, I, I guess my history fails me because I don't recall us having a good relationship with Hitler prior to the invasion. In fact, Joe, I mean, I'm, I'm a, you know, I love history. Uh, you know, my facts may be a little loose, but uh, you know, there, there are historians out there that probably just went, Whoa? but, you know, we were actually helping the allies out prior to our um, entrance into the war. Uh, in fact, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was getting a lot of criticism for doing that. And because the, the tone of the nation was to stay neutral, but Franklin uh, or FDR, he didn't want to stay neutral. So bizarre people. The man is out to lunch. But there, I mean, there, there's so many more exchanges like that that are just, you know, it shows you that Biden is four days of, of prepping for this uh, really didn't serve him well. And it shows you too that letting Trump or uh, Trump letting Biden talk was the best thing because Biden is, is not all there and he's just not that sharp. Biden's not a smart man. He is not a smart man. He's a politician. He's a, he's a walking talking point is all he is. And he, he slips right into those talking points and Trump slams him throughout the debate as being a politician. So, but then there's this, you know, Biden also was inciting fear because that's all they have, by the way, with the COVID-19, the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. That's all the left has. So this is what he said about the, well, I'll let the clip speak for itself and we'll talk about it afterwards. 80,000 new cases per day. Compared to what's going on in Europe, as the New England Medical Journal said, they're starting from a very low rate. We're starting from a very high rate. The expectation is we'll have another 200,000 Americans dead 
be time between now and the end of the year. If we just wore these masks, the president's own advisors have told him, we could save 100,000 lives. And we're in a circumstance where the president thus far and still has no plan, no comprehensive plan. What I would do is make sure we have everyone encouraged to wear a mask all the time. I would make sure we move into 70,000. 200,000 deaths by the end of the year, between now and the end of the year. It's October, what, 24? What, what are we at, Joe? It's October 23rd. The end of the year is pretty close. And Joe's saying between now and the end of the year, which I believe is roughly about 70-some days, maybe 70 days, 200,000 deaths. That equates to 2,857 deaths a day. So Joe's trying to tell you that the experts are saying if he is not elected, that there's going to be potentially 200,000 more deaths by the end of the year. But, but if he is elected, he won't take office until January 20th of next year. So I guess those 200,000 deaths are going to happen regardless if he wins or not. But if, if, if you know, he called out earlier in the debate that we got 1,000 deaths yesterday, 1,000 the day before. Uh, so if it's a thousand a day, we're we're still not talking two hundred thousand. You have to have two thousand eight hundred and fifty-seven deaths every day for the remainder of the year for what Joe Biden just said to come to fruition. He's a walking talking point, ladies and gentlemen. He doesn't know what he's saying. He doesn't understand the gravity of what he's saying. Because I guess we're going to have this in, in October or December. Um, you know what did he call the winter of fear or the winter of hell? I can't remember what he called it. I guess we're going to have a couple of days where we'll probably have like, you know, 20,000 people dying in one day. Absolutely. Out to lunch. No logic, no reason. He's a walking, talking point, and he has absolutely nothing to back that up. But he's got to instill fear because it's the only way they can win the election. They cannot. They literally cannot win the election any other way other than inciting fear. And I see this all the time in my exchanges with leftists online is it's all about COVID, all about the deaths. At one point, Biden claimed, or at the opening of the debate, uh, Biden blamed Trump for all the deaths for the 200 and what, 10,000, 15,000 we have right now. He, he blamed President Trump for all the deaths that have happened so far. And, and you know, it's just, it, it's just unbelievable that the media allows him to get away with that. Even in the best case scenario, there would be deaths. The best, no matter, so Biden apparently has this master plan that would have prevented all that. No, he doesn't. He's, he plagiarized Trump's plan. But let's get back onto the debate. He also, Trump unloads, on big man this is where trump <laughs> this is, oh man if you're if you're following any of the hunter biden story uh allegedly biden is known as big man one of the email exchanges or text exchanges they call him the big man got to give money to the big man listen to trump uh bring up uh big man for taking money from foreign countries 
told me that. Did your account Nobody tell, tell you, you that. Excuse them? me. And it wasn't written. Whenever they write this, they keep talking about $750, which I think is a filing fee. But let me just tell you, I prepaid millions and millions of dollars in taxes. Number one. Number two, I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made three and a half million dollars, Joe. And your son gave you. They even have a statement that we have to give 10 percent to the big man. You're the big man, I think. I don't know. Maybe you're not. But you're the big man, I think. Your son said we have to give 10 percent to the big man. Joe, what's that all about? It's terrible. Oh, that was that was delicious. I love how Trump goes. You're the big man. I, I don't know. And basically what the left is going to what the, actually I've seen this already. The left is trying to say that um, Trump was trying to backpedal on the big man comment. What Trump just did, actually, he just insulted Joe Biden. Uh, you're the big man. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not. Basically saying you're not the big man. He just actually insulted him. And uh, that I mean, he the way he trolls is just I mean, the guy was on point last night. I so wish he would have done this in the last debate. Here's another another time where uh, he was talking about how he's bringing up the Hunter Biden stuff and just pushing Biden's buttons. And if you're watching this on video, you Biden's face it just gives it all away that when he tr he tries to you know make these mannerisms where he doesn't believe that this is happening because but it just it does not serve him well. Biden is not sharp. They were targeted. You never charged them anything. Also, I charged them 25% on dumped steel because they were killing our steel industry. We were not going to have a steel industry. Okay. And now we have a steel okay. industry. Okay. Vice President Biden, your response, please. My response is, look, this isn't about, there's a reason why he's bringing up all this malarkey. There's a reason for it. He doesn't want to talk about the, the, the substantive issues. It's not about his family and my family. It's about your family. And your family's hurting badly. If you're making less than, if you're a middle-class family, you're getting hurt badly right now. You're sitting at the kitchen table this morning deciding, well, we can't get new tires or the ball because we have to wait another month or so. Or are we going to be able to pay the mortgage? Or who's going to tell her she can't go back to, to community college? They're the decisions you're making in the middle-class families like I grew up in Scranton and Claymont. They're in trouble. We should be talking about your families, but that's the last thing he wants to talk about. I want to, I want to talk about North Korea. Me, I do want to second, turn to please. 10 seconds, Mr. President. That's 10 a seconds. typical political statement. Talk I'm about not North a typical Korea politician. Okay, that's President. why I got elected. That let's was, talk let's about talk around, sitting around the table. All right. Come on, Joe, you can do better. Now, sorry about the audio on that, that's where I'm pulling it from the source. But what he said is that is a typical politician talking. Like I said, Joe Biden is nothing more than a walking, talking point. And that was what Trump was wanting and getting across last night in the debate is he was painting Biden as your typical politician that basically says what you want to hear or and does not have any substance to him. And we saw that. And Biden, he just wasn't on point. He wasn't his sharpest last night. Here is the moment when Biden tripped up and that's when the, uh, almost he was the one who allowed the Hunter Biden's controversy to enter into this debate. Listen to this. To Putin about it. I don't think he's stalking them a lot. I don't think he said a word. I don't know why he hadn't said a word to Putin about it. And I don't know what he has recently said, if anything, to the Iranians. My guess is he'd probably be more outspoken with regard to the Iranians. But the point is this, folks. We are in a situation where we have foreign 
company countries trying to interfere in the outcome of our election. His old own national security advisor told him that what is happening with his buddy well, I won't I shouldn't, oh, I will. His buddy, Rudy Giuliani, he's being used as a Russian pawn. He's being fed information that is Russian, that is not true. And then what happens? Nothing happens. And then you find out that everything that's going on here about Russia is wanting to make sure that I do not get elected the next president of the United States because they know I know them and they know me. I don't understand why this president is unwilling to take on Putin when he's actually paying bounties to. And again, Biden started slipping into gibberish. Now you left what you're going to say is, oh, no, the bounties. Yeah, he did nothing when Putin put uh, bounties on their heads. Again, a story that cannot but but that was just and you saw biden mess up say companies versus countries because he's not sharp ladies and gentlemen he's just not sharp this man is out to lunch he all he had last night was talking points and when he was confronted by trump and because trump trump you know trump goes on instinct a lot so he you don't know what he's going to say he doesn't know what he's going to say because uh he just he he listens to the moment and he reacts to the moment, but he has a, a premise of where he wants everything to be. So he does see what happened with Biden. I believe it's he overprepared. And, you know, if you ever had, you ever had one of those moments or those, those, you had to go do either a public speech or maybe it was a test or something and you overprepare, you put too much information in your head. And then when you, the moment comes and you're, you're on, whether either you got to give the speech or you got to take the test, there's just so much running in your head that you lose focus. That's what happened to Biden because Biden spent four days prepping for this and that was his performance. I'm gonna play one more clip and then we're gonna move on into the Tony Babalucci story. But this is where, uh, you know, Trump, he's been saying all along that we, this, the virus, we can't let it control us. I mean, he said that um, right after his COVID-19 uh, diagnosis where he, where he got out of the hospital, Walter Reed Hospital, he said we can't allow this virus to control us. And he was absolutely right. We can't fear the virus. You know, it was FDR famously said that the only thing to fear is fear itself. Now, FDR was a Democrat, but now the Democrats want you to fear this. Biden is all about fear. 200,000 people are going to die by the end of the year because of the virus. No, we have to get out. We have to live our lives. Listen to this exchange. This is, oh, don't worry. It's all going to be over soon. Come on. There's not another serious scientist in the world who thinks it's going to be over soon. President Trump, your reaction? I say over soon. I say we're learning to live with it. We have no choice. We can't lock ourselves up in a basement like Joe does. He has the, <laughs> he has the ability to lock himself up. I don't know. He's obviously made a lot of money someplace, but he has this thing about living in a basement. People can't do that. By the way, I, as the president, couldn't do that. I'd love to put myself in the basement or in a beautiful room in the White House and go away for a year and a half until it disappears. I can't do that. And Kirsten, every t every meeting I had. Every and, you know, Biden goes on to say that, you know, people, he wants people to learn to live with it, but people were learning to die with it. <laughs> so Biden was dark uh, throughout the whole thing, because that's all he has. That's, the, that's all the Democrats have right now, is all they have is death and destruction through COVID-19. They have nothing else. They can't say that the... Um, his economy is killing people because, you know, that Trump will just show what he did prior 
to the virus hitting our shores. And there was also an exchange in the debate where Trump blamed this all on China. It was a great debate. If you haven't watched it, I just gave you a couple of clips. If you haven't watched it, watch the debate. It was, again, arguably one of the best debates I have seen in I don't know how long. I mean, it was, and, and again, I'm unbiased. I'll put that out there. But even if I wasn't biased, the, the, the pacing of the debate and take, let's, let's just take your biases away. You're not a Democrat. You're not a Republican. You're not a Libertarian. You're not an Independent. You're not a Communist. Well, if you're a communist, it's not going to matter because you won't like either of these people. But, well, maybe Joe. But anyway, let's take all of that away. And if you watch the performance, and I wish our media would do this, is if you watch the performance, clearly you saw a man in command of the facts, a man measured with the facts, a man in command of the moment. And then you saw a man who was a talking point and really was not in command of the moment. Joe Biden did very poorly in this debate. It did not help him well. Trump, this debate could be a turning point for him. It could be where it reignites. We have 11 days left of the election, and this debate could be what reignites Trump's campaign. But we'll see. You know, it, it's a base election. If you, most people, if not all people, have already made up their their mind. Right now, the, the, the key is getting people to the polls, and I think the Trump campaign has done a better job of getting his base excited to vote for him to get him to the polls than Biden has done in getting his base to vote against Trump, because that's not their strategy. Biden's strategy is not to vote for him, and you see it throughout this debate. It's not about Biden. It's about Trump. Everything is about Trump. So both sides are really trying to get their base out for almost the same reason. One to vote for the man, one to vote against the man. Anyway, um, <clears throat> great debate, very enjoyable. If, if you're a political junkie like I am, man, I wish there was more of these. I, I'm, I, I wish we would have had that second debate. And I also wish Trump would have done this, what he did his performance this way uh at his first debate now there's uh, one last comment on this and then we'll get into the next segment where we talk about some uh, the tony babalucci thing and the media reaction to all of this is uh, rush limbaugh who is just hugely influential on the radio obviously the man is uh, a giant in the medium uh he, my mother-in-law was listening to his show and i didn't hear this so i want to put full disclosure out there she heard it that rush what rush's opinion was in that first debate uh, Trump wasn't himself. Now, Rush knows Trump. Rush wasn't himself, and or Trump wasn't himself. And he says, you know, he might have been sick with the COVID then. Could be. It could have been. That's why his performance went there. But, you know, Trump is Trump. Uh, but if he would have done on that debate what he did on this debate, hands down, he would have won it would have wiped the floor. But I'm glad it happened this way, actually. I'm glad Trump uh, did so poorly in that first debate. What, what E, what does that mean? How can you be glad he did poorly? I am absolutely glad he flopped in that first debate because if he did not perform as badly, in my opinion, by the way, as he did, and I know some people go, he didn't do bad, he didn't do worse, he was all right, he did good. I'm sorry, he, he was a horrible debate for Trump. But if it wasn't, if it was a great, a great debate, this may have been a horrible debate. And I, I, bring, I bring up this, Mitt Romney, okay, Put aside how you feel about Mitt Romney, 
But in the first debate between him and Barack Obama, he wiped the floor with Obama. I thought Obama was going to cry. Wiped the floor with him. In the last debate, Obama wiped the floor with Mitt Romney. Obama went on to win the election. So it's better to end on a positive note than to begin on a positive note and end on a bad note. So kudos to Trump. Outstanding performance. Uh, in the next segment, we'll talk about some more news.